It's been 50 years now since Paul Stein's murder, and he was a hardworking guy just out doing his job, driving a cab, trying to make a living, and a maniac that we now know as Zodiac uh, murdered him in cold blood, and he's the last known confirmed Zodiac victim. The murder of Paul Stein is an anomaly in this case. Before, we had three attacks on young couples. And then all of a sudden, he changed and murdered a cab driver. What do you think that was all about? Was that something that he was doing to get more attention? There was a theory going around that he had failed to kill the two previous male victims at Lake Berryessa and Blue Rock Springs, and that there was some discussion about that in the media. And then he decided that I had to go out and prove that I could kill a man, so he went out and shot a cab driver. What do you think about all that? I think it was mainly the shock value. Hey, I'm going to take this right to San Francisco and I'll really get on the front page in the news here and really be the center of attention if I can do this attack right in this upscale neighborhood. And I I personally think that's why he chose Paul Stein. You know, there's been a lot of speculation that maybe he knew Paul and um, I, I personally don't believe that. But, you know, to, to get somebody in this neighborhood is going to get a lot of attention. This is a, an upscale neighborhood with lots of influential people. So what better place to really grab some attention and, and have these people going to the police saying, hey, you've got to solve this. This guy's in our neighborhood now. You know, one thing we know about Zodiac, he was all about the terror, all about putting the fright into people, whether it was with threats to shoot out uh, buses or, or blow things up. He liked to get attention and scare people. And I, I think that became his main focus, not not so much the murders. I think it shifted to he wanted to frighten people and get the attention. And and so I think this was his way to, to really reach out and, and make a name for himself in San Francisco itself. He had sent a letter to the San Francisco Chronicle before, but he had committed his crimes north of San Francisco in largely isolated areas like a public park, a lover's lane spot, a recreation area by a lake. So the fact that the Zodiac moved into a major metropolitan city, and as you noted, took his victim to an upscale neighborhood populated by wealthy residents and brutally murdered this cab driver and then sent a letter bragging about it afterwards, That obviously shows that he was trying to change the game at that point, that he was trying to not only up the stakes, but create more fear. Because one of the things that we all do when it comes to these serial killers is when we hear about the victimology and the choice of victims, the first thing we try to do is find a way to assure ourselves that we're not in that category, right? That this isn't going to happen to us because if you're not sitting in a car at a lover's lane spot, you don't need to worry about being killed by the Zodiac or the son of Sam or whatever. But with the Zodiac, he goes and kills a cab driver in a wealthy upscale neighborhood that kind of telegraphs to everyone that anyone could be a victim. And I think that's what made him so frightening. That's why people really went into a panic and you know, coincidentally or not, that's when he chose to sort of uh, stop killing as far as anybody knows, because from that point out, it was, hey, I don't even need to kill anybody and I can scare people and, and get attention. You know, it'll be interesting if, if he's ever identified to see what happened after Paul Stein and, and what the timeline was like, and where he went, what he did. Zodiac was upset 
about the way that the police had characterized him in their public statements. So after the Stein murder, he sent a letter where he said, I'm grown very angry with the police for telling lies about me. And because of that, I'm not going to announce my murders anymore. I'm going to make them look like fake accidents and routine robberies and killing of anger and things like that. So we know that he did stop telling us what he was doing, but we don't know for sure if he actually stopped killing. So we don't know if Paul Stein was the actual last victim of the Zodiac, but I think it's, it's very telling what you said, that it appears that after that, he realized that he didn't need to kill anymore to get that kind of attention. He had earned his credentials, so to speak. So now he could just write a letter and make a threat and it would terrify people. He didn't need to actually carry out a crime anymore. And after the murder of Paul Stein, he sent the letter where he took credit for the murder. And then he also included a piece of Paul Stein's shirt to prove it. But then further down in the letter, he threatens to attack a school bus full of children, which, of course, he never did, as far as we know. But that in and of itself created panic all over the Bay Area. And that seems to have been what he wanted. So I don't know what it was about. Maybe, you know, people have theorized that because the Zodiac was seen by some police officers and there was a sketch of him released and stuff that it somehow scared him off. But I don't buy into that because if you were truly scared of being captured because the police had seen you, it doesn't make a lot of sense to send a boasting letter with evidence linking yourself to the crime. And it doesn't make a lot of sense to amplify the public and the police need to find you because now you're threatening to assassinate school children in the street. So I don't buy into that theory that he was scared off. What, what do you think about that? If it's really him that, that Falk saw, um, and he was really witnessed and he knows that there's a sketch up because he's people, uh, across the way saw him and, and, and help make this composite. I, I, of course, he's going to say, I don't look like that. I only look like that when I do my thing. What else can he say? Hey, you know exactly yeah. what I look like. So the general description is, is going to be somebody that, that looks like that, in, in my opinion. So I, I think it could certainly have frightened him to say, oh, my gosh, they know what I look like. Here's my sketch. It's circulating around. Maybe I better take a break here and not kill anybody. But, again, getting back to the whole you know, premise, I don't need to kill anybody to get attention. And by saying that they're going to look like routine accidents and killings of anger and all this other stuff, now he really frightens everybody because every every kind of murder under the sun might be Zodiac. So now he's really yeah. padding his uh, stats because now anything weird that happens, he you know, it could be the Zodiac. Um, so I, I think he, you know, found a, a good place to end uh, his confirmed murders right there with a threat that any murder that happened or any strange death that happened might be him. Yeah. And then everybody would think that he could be lurking in every shadow and responsible for everything. And it's also interesting that you bring up how there was a description of him and a sketch that was passed out and everything. And he obviously wasn't too deterred by that because again, he starts, you know, he sends letters and threats. The police came out and they said a few things about the Zodiac after the Paul Stein murder. They said that he left fingerprints behind, that they had a, a sketch of him that was produced by witnesses, and that he was a sloppy criminal. And he responded by saying, oh, yeah, well, those aren't my fingerprints because I put transparent airplane glue on my fingers. I only look like that sketch when I'm doing my thing, so I don't look like that the rest of the time. And then he complained about, you know, the police telling lies about him and things like that. 
you know, some people have called Zodiac a master criminal. I, I don't think he was a master yeah, at all. I think he was very lucky, either. very lucky and uh, very uh, much of a risk taker. And, um, you know, I think at any turn he could have made mistakes and he was lucky that he wasn't caught. And, he, you know, if this happened today, he'd never get away with his crimes. I mean, he'd be caught on so many traffic cams going oh, yeah. to a crime scene, whatever. Um, so this is a this is a crime that if if somebody tried to do the same exact thing today with the letters and everything like that, you know, they wouldn't get very far before they were identified. So it's, it's sort of a throwback to another era of police work and good guys versus bad guys. And I think that's one of the intriguing things about the case is that it's, it's um, just one of those great unknown mysteries um, that may or may not ever be solved. And sometimes like the ones that aren't solved, like Jack the Ripper, are the ones that are the most infamous and people still talk about. You know, I think this guy was a demented, sick, or, or evil person, and his his victims deserve justice, and their families deserve justice. So, you know, to give him this moniker of, hey, he's a criminal mastermind that's gone undetected for 50 years, it's just, it's giving him too much credit. 